On today's Friday edition of First Round KO, we have Kevin Durant being soft on the internet again. We have a Brewers White Sox trade that we get to talk about. We talk about the results of Conor McGregor's court cases. I am hashtag mad about Tyler Saladino again. And Connor is mad about random Facebook users. And then at the end of the show, we have a very fun segment about our real-life 2K ratings. Let's get it. Shock the system. Welcome to the most must-hear WSUW sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Connor J. Moore. Let me think. In about 24 hours from this being posted on SoundCloud and iTunes, I'll be on a beach. And I will hopefully be joining you on that beach, and it'll be great. Exactly. Right. We were just literally talking about this. Just made right the plans, before. right? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, no, I am pretty stoked. You know, I posted something about me going to Lake Geneva, then uh, someone messaged me, they're like, that is such an Illinois thing to do. And I was just like, you called me a fib one time. <laughs> one time. <laughs> so I was like, that's all you got is one time. <laughs> Before now I that you say that, it is kind of an Illinois thing to do. I know damn well it's an Illinois. It's kind of funny, do, but, you, but, but you're from you know. Illinois, so like it's okay. I was gonna say, and I'm not <laughs> complaining because I like Lake Geneva, and it's gonna be great. And I haven't been to a beach since Man Beyond the Beach, so that's true. That I yeah, not, I actually haven't even been to a beach this summer. The only thing I've done was going to the Dells. Um, isn't there a beach in Whitewater? Yes, actually. But the only my my four friends, my three roommates and Tom that live in Whitewater, we all have different work schedules. (laughs) So like I work at night and Brandon works even later at night and then Zach works early in the morning and Dylan works like kind of in the morning in the after. So we all none of us are ever home at the same time unless it's like one o'clock in the morning and we're all sleeping. (laughs) I would like to pause this talking of beaches for an announcement that is breaking news at the time of us recording, well, I might add. Yes. Uh, the, the Cubs just landed Cole Hamels. Oh. Oh. They, oh. Yep. Rangers deal four-time All-Star Cole Hamels and cash to Cubs for minor, league, for minor leaguers. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it either. I don't want the Cubs to have more starters. Yeah, you think I like it? I live amongst Cubs fans. Most of my friends are Cubs fans. My Facebook is just polluted with obnoxious Cubs fans. No offense, guys, if you're listening, but it's true. Oh, Cubs (laughs) fans are so annoying. They're so obnoxious. There's a few good ones, but the rest of them just make me want to jump off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. this is why I try to avoid Brewer-Cubs games. I would go to a Brewers Cubs game, even though I know it's basically Wrigley North. It, yeah, it's what it feels like, and they're just—they're just—they're very—they're uh, very rude. They're, <laughs> they're passionate. Their passion could be much. Okay, but like, sense. I just went to the Brewers Nationals game on yeah. Monday, and like, I saw we sat next to a couple of National fans, and like, 
we had fun with them. Like, we called Bryce Harper overrated. They called Braun a has-been. It just stuff happens, you know? Like, I – but then the Cubs fans will just get – like, they they seem almost angry and, like, like they're, they're going to jump on the field and start a mob or something. I some of them do have a tendency to act like they like they run everything. Yeah, like, like it's very they it's very under in- nine years and they win one World Series and now they think they run the place. <laughs> right. Some of them are very entitled. And then it's like, oh, he's spoken like a true salty White Sox fan. How does eighteen and a half games back feels like? I don't know. I, I'm secure in the fact that I know we're rebuilding. Right. I'm also like I'm also secure in the fact that the city likes to forget we won one before you. But it's okay. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. We had the most dominant run in postseason and one of the most dominant postseason runs in MLB history. Everyone likes to forget us, but it's okay. We only lost one game that entire postseason. (laughs) That's the only thing I'm salty about is that the media forgets the 05 season even existed. And I know it existed. I bawled my eyes out after the third out of game four. So I know damn well it existed. (laughs) Picture nine-year-old me just... Picture nine-year-old me just hysterically crying because I just watched my favorite team win the World Series on TV. <laughs> oh, my God. I actually can. That's kind of funny. Like, probably nothing compared to a bunch of grown men bawling their eyes out when the Cubs won, which I'll admit I was kind of happy when they won the World Series, but still. Oh, yeah. Wow, but there's anyways. A, there's a lot of trades that I actually miss looking back at this, like the the Yankees getting Hap. Yep. Jay Hap. They also, and they also got uh, – who got Britain? They got Britain, They got too. Britain. Did yep, you see the stats? Did you see the stats that Britain has against them this season? Yep, it's ridiculous. Did you see that bullpen the Yankees have now this season? Uh, ridiculous, <laughs> scary. They have home run hitters and a bullpen. They're honestly ready for a world uh, for you know for a series run. I'd be down to see Giancarlo and Aaron Judge in a World Series. Aaron Judge exited the game today. Oh, got, he got hit in the wrist. Oh, and then they had, he had to get go out for X rays or something like that. Yeah, that's uh, not good. No. Not good at all. Um, yeah, we'll talk more baseball as soon as you know the this the you know any big trades are going to happen. You know, I think the right. trade deadlines in four Is days now. Um, right. Yeah, we'll probably be able to do a show before and even after the deadline ooh, even hits. So. That'll be fun. Um, yeah, so we'll do that, and then obviously we'll talk about it more when the postseason comes up. But until then, we got some more NBA to talk about. <laughs> as if. As if we haven't already beaten that one down. As if we haven't talked about the NBA enough. But I can promise you that we aren't focused on LeBron today. Shockingly, I know. (laughs) And we we aren't talking crap about Carmelo or Kawhi. LeBron will come up in a slight slight way in one of our stories, but he has no way any of the topics today. So, speaking of, let's knock out some topics. We start today with Kevin Durant and his latest... Twitter, I don't even know, softness, S-A-W-F-T, soft, he, yeah, he is soft, he's very soft on Twitter, we've, we've come to realize that, and he just keeps proving his point, or our point, um, his latest spat came with C.J. McCollum, um, he was recently on C.J. C.J. McCollum's podcast, um, and then afterwards online, C.J. McCollum said, because uh, I think, yeah, Big Big Cat, Big Cat said something. Big Cat Big from Cat Barstool. Um, and there, of course, ESPN doesn't show Big Cat's tweet. Not surprised on that. Um, but it was something. <sighs> I'm trying to. He, he, 
Big Cat was just like permission to call Kevin Durant the B word. Right. And then CJ. CJ McCollum. I have that tweet. It says. Do you have have the tweet? Yeah, I have CJ McCollum's tweet. He says, he replies to Big Cat. He says, I still think the B word is harsh and shouldn't be used. He he knows that decision was soft, but I respect it. Um, It's like getting jumped with your brothers by a gang. You should have beat then joining the gang that jumped you and your brothers two months later and forgetting your bros. Kevin Durant, obviously, he wasn't tagged in it, but he saw it, of course, because he probably has like three other burner accounts. Um, hmm. He saw this and tweeted with his actual account. He said, so I would I would get into a gang fight, lose, plot on my brother for two months in our home, and then go get the gang we lost to beat him up. <laughs> This is just weird. This is a weird analogy. You think that low? You think that low of me, CJ? I just did. I just did your effing podcast, Snakes in the Grass, boy. I tell you. First of all, Kevin Durant should not be allowed to use the word snake. <laughs> <laughs> just the fact that he used that word at all makes me laugh. Like that. That was the funniest thing about all this. Him calling someone else a snake. <laughs> but I like. Kevin, Kevin's like, oh, you think that low of me that I would do this scenario that you just laid out? Yeah, Kevin, because you did. <laughs> the, the the scenario was only an analogy to what you actually did. Like, obviously, CJ doesn't think you're going to go join a gang and beat up your brother. But you lost to the Golden State Warriors. You ditched Russell Westbrook. And you went and joined the Golden State Warriors. CJ is completely right in this situation. Like he he knows what he knows that the, CJ is saying that Kevin knows that his decision was soft, but CJ still respects it because he's chasing rings. I I kind I even respect it. Like I hate that he had to go to like like if the situation was different, if they would have lost, you know, maybe if they would have got lost to a different team and then he would have gone to Golden State, it would have been a little different. Um I hate the fact that they got you know they were up three one and then they lost. You know I don't like that they, that then he jumped shipped ship to the team that he lost to. But I don't hate ring chasing. Like obviously I'm a LeBron fan. I can't hate it. <laughs> like otherwise I wouldn't be a LeBron fan. <laughs> he went to Miami. He chased rings. Um, so like I get going to get your rings. Like I get it. But but. But CJ's CJ's right here. He's saying he no, Kevin knows that his decision was soft, but CJ still respects it. NBA players respect it. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. But I just love how Kevin Durant has to respond to this kind of stuff on the internet. It's just so entertaining. My favorite parts, plural. My favorite parts of this entire thing was last night in the midst of all this, some random dude on Twitter tweeted something at him about it and then he started going in on some random twitter users right and then today a reporter asks him about it and then he was going back and forth with the reporter saying i wasn't even upset why would i be upset i wasn't even upset like like yes, you sir. weren't <laughs> like come on go on your twitter account it's literally a recent thing on here kevin durant continues to be very not upset about his different <laughs> podcast host <laughs> Like, come on like first of all we're talking about the man who has burner accounts and then we're talking about the dude who's like 
goes all the way in on CJ McCollum and some random Twitter users. Oh, and then before this, earlier in the offseason, he was going all the way in on some people who commented on his Instagram pictures, <laughs> some random users. And then you have you have the audacity to not only label someone else a snake, but then you have the audacity to say that you weren't upset. In the wise words of Miss Hillary Rodham Clinton, delete your account. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> For all that is sacred and holy, just delete it. Like, at one point I thought it was funny, but now I'm just like, enough is enough. You are a punk. Why are you worried about it? You are a multi-time NBA, champ- NBA champion. You are a multi- multi-millionaire. You have... You have people who are going to talk about you endlessly because if blowing a 3-1 lead wasn't enough, you, you basically went to the team that beat you, yeah. and then you won rings. You know what you signed up for. You know you are a target. You should have just deleted the account after it was exposed that you had burner accounts. Just delete the account or something, anything like, I love NBA Twitter. I think it's the best Twitter. This is why I think the NBA offseason is greater than any offseason ever. But for the love of God, Kevin Durant, just delete the account. This just proves how much of thin skin you really have. It's just ridiculous because, like, especially in this day of age with social media, with Twitter, basically, you're going to have haters. You're going to have people saying that you're bad, judging your mistakes, and everything like that. So for Kevin Durant to be so thin-skinned and so just so uh, sensitive to these, like for him to actually have to go and reply to these random people on Instagram and random people on Twitter and have to defend himself, like, no, you don't have to tweet and defend yourself. (laughs) Absolutely. No other player in any professional sport does that. Every once in a while, you know, they'll get a quick zing in. But they, you don't reply to the haters. You just play your game and you let your game speak for yourself. Like I, I it just makes me laugh that we actually have the one of the top three players in the NBA who has burner accounts. First of all, and second of all, who has to go and try to defend himself on Twitter. It just, it's ridiculous. It's silly. I. <laughs> It just makes me laugh, but it's 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 kind of sad when you think about it. As far as Kevin Durant goes, I don't know. Oh, I just the man just okay. In the analogy that I've realized that more people in sports media use than I thought, which doesn't make me too embarrassed to use this. The man did like the ultimate heel turn when he went to when he went to the Warriors, right? Oh, like, yeah. come on, like. That's just that's heel turn one oh one. That was Tyson that joining is, DX right there. Like that was the heel turn of all heel turns. Yeah. Oh yeah. The man is generating and continues to generate so much heat for himself. Like I know he has fans, and he probably has a lot of them. But wow, I thought Kawhi <laughs> Leonard was coming for the throne of, you know, crybaby. Right. Yeah. Like crybaby. Crybaby, most unlikable player in the NBA, and then Kevin Durant just comes and is like, "Nope, crown's still mine. I'm still the I'm still the most unlikable player." Yeah, and I'm sure 
if LeBron looked at his mentions, he'd be like, uh, y'all sure about that? But this ain't about LeBron right now. But Kevin Durant is just, like I said, I need, I need him to listen to the wise words of the former first lady of the United States and delete the account. Just delete it. Just delete it. Just get it over with. So, so speaking of LeBron, though, sticking with this Kevin Durant topic and, and speaking of LeBron, he also had another comment. Uh, I think it was today at the uh, at the USA basketball first practice. Um, and someone, a reporter asked Kevin Durant about LeBron's move to L.A. And Durant said, I thought it was the perfect decision, the perfect move. Now, <laughs> okay, hold on. It, it continues. He did everything uh, you're supposed to in Cleveland, the perfect next step for him. Uh, he's he's kind of breaking down the barriers of what an NBA superstar is supposed to be. You feel like you're supposed to just play it out in one spot. I think he did a good job of giving you different chapters. It's going to make his book more interesting when it's done. And... <laughs> Much we, Me and Connor were talking about this before the show, too. Um, when you hear this story, when you see the, the headline, uh, Kevin Durant loved LeBron James' decision to go to the Lakers. What The first thought that popped into my head, the first thing that Connor said to me, the first thing that Colin Coward said on The Herd this morning, of course Kevin Durant loved it. <laughs> like, of course Kevin Durant liked the player leaving his home team <laughs> to go play for a, a bigger name team. Like, of course he loved Kevin Durant. Like that makes Kevin, it doesn't make him look any better, but it kind of like, you know, it was like, Hey, look, he's moving too. Like he, he's really good and he's moving teams. But Kevin, <laughs> here's the thing, Mr. Durant, you didn't win a title in uh, Oklahoma city. You, you left them before they won a title. So like, you 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 disproved your own point because you said that LeBron won a title in Cleveland. He won them a championship. So like now you're making yourself look even worse. And second of all, he's trying to by saying this, he's trying to compare like he's trying to make it seem like him and LeBron are the same in their decision making, but it's not. Uh, no. At all because a if they were the same, LeBron would have joined the Celtics instead of the Heat. And and then Kevin Durant would have gone and joined someone in, you know, say, L.A. He would have gone and formed a super team instead of joining Golden State and then gone back to Oklahoma City, won a title, and then go somewhere else. But no, you just jumped straight for the super team that beat you. LeBron didn't join Boston. I, I hate that people even try to make these two things seem similar. LeBron did not join the Celtics. He didn't go join Kevin Garnett. He didn't go join Paul Pierce. He went and created his own team to take down the super team. And Kevin Durant had a team to take down the super team. They had them 3-1 in the Western Conference Finals. They were about to beat Golden State, and then they choked. I I just hate that people are comparing it, but I this again, LeBron or Kevin Durant is soft. S A W F T. I, when you look at the headlines, yeah, it's one of those, of course he did. 
But after you read the entire quote, in a way, he was kind of saying kind of the same thing that you, myself, and others were basically saying about how LeBron's kind of earned this right and how it does make sense from, from not just from a basketball career standpoint, but just from a life standpoint, from a career outside of basketball standpoint. Oh, yeah. So it's not like what he said. Once you, you know, once people look at the entire thing and not just a snippet, once they once they look at the entire thing or hear the entire thing, it's not like he was saying anything wrong or anything bad. It just so happened to be coming out of his mouth. And the fact that it was him saying it's kind of just like, uh, bud, you we get what you're saying, but you sure you want to be talking about this right now? Are you positive you want to be talking about this right now? So <laughs> as much as I want to say, let's just give him some slack. He wasn't he wasn't saying anything wrong. I can't because it's the fact that it's him saying it. What he said, don't have a problem with. Who said it? I have a problem with. <laughs> That's where my problem lies. It was him who said it. Not what he said. It was him who said it. So <laughs> I'm just I'm done. I'm done. I love the NBA, but I am done. I am done with Kevin Durant. I just want to go on with my summer and hopefully some other crazy NBA stuff happens. I I want to hear more about how DeMar DeRozan hates the, the GM of the Toronto Raptors more than Kevin Oh, I, yeah. Like, this is this is the game yikes, the but... game this season that I'm most excited for. First of all, LA versus Golden State. Yep. But the other game that I'm the most excited for is not not only Toronto playing San Antonio, but San Antonio going to Toronto. <laughs> oh, oh Lord! I well, cannot you know wait because he's going to get a standing O. Well, okay, so oh yeah, he's got to get a standing O. He's going to go off because he's going to be pissed at the organization. And I wouldn't be surprised if Kawhi Leonard like faked an injury and didn't show up to the game. He's like he's he pulls a he pulls a Michael Scott and he calls from home. He's like, hey, I burnt my foot on my George Foreman grill while I was cooking bacon this morning. I can't make it into work. I don't want to play the Spurs. I I cannot wait for that game. <laughs> you already know that DeRozan and what's his last name? Usiri. Uh, I mm-hmm. can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember the GM's last it's name. Like Siri or something. My life. Yeah. But DeRozan even said there's no relationship there. He doesn't feel the need to have a relationship there. You already know that if he tries to say anything to DeRozan when they're in Toronto, he's just going to look the other way. Like this, I like this beef a lot more than Toronto versus Dan Gilbert. And I almost like this one more than Kevin Durant versus Russell Westbrook. Like this one... Like, wow. Yeah, because that one's kind of cooled a... off now. Right, like, but even when it was in the thick of it, I kind of like this one a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Actually, I don't know because that. I mean, when that happened, I saw peak petty Russell Westbrook. That's true. And we'll see. I... It has potential to be a lot better. Right. It's just I wouldn't be surprised if Toronto fans boo their own GM if he if they ever show his face or anything on the jumbo truck. <laughs> yeah, they announce him. Yeah, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't be surprised and. You can't really blame them no. at this point. No. But, yeah, I'm excited for that game, too. I just – well, all I'm – the one thing I'm excited for is that those uh, 
OVO special edition Toronto jerseys of DeMar DeRozan just went on the cheap. So I'm going to go get me one. Yeah, that might be a good cop. Not going to lie. All right. That's enough NBA new topic. Let's talk Major League Baseball because uh, we already mentioned, you know, the trade deadline's coming up. A lot of a lot of teams in contention looking to reload. A lot of teams not in contention looking to offload. And it's a great time of the year. My favorite two times of the year for any sport are free agent signings, free agent, oh, you know, first day free agency and trade deadlines by far. Any sport. Give it to me. It's great. It's always pandemonium. Um, But today we're specifically because it just so happens that the Brewers and the White Sox seem to make a trade every year. Um, And it just so happens that people people wonder why I've adopted the Brewers in a way. They're kind of just like, hey, we need to do a trade. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, 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 you guys down there. Well, yeah. And it just so happens that Connor's a White Sox fan and I'm a Brewers fan and he's also adopted the Brewers. It just works out. So. Moving into that, the Brewers and the White Sox have made a trade. Um, the Brewers acquire Joachim Soria. I think I pronounced that correctly. Joachim, Joachim. Joachim. Potato. Joachim sounds about right. Okay, Joachim Soria, a relief pitcher from the Chicago White Sox in exchange for two players and cash considerations. Um, the Sox... Receive left-hander Cody Medor- Medorius. Medeiros. Medeiros. <laughs> Should have looked at these names beforehand. And Wilbur Perez, right-hander. Two pitchers because the Brewers can afford to give up pitchers. God. Um, I don't mind us making trades, but give up. I, whatever. <laughs> so, Connor, looking at it because you are a fan of both teams, looking at it from both sides, what do you think of this trade? phenomenal uh that's what i think about it because it well has. first of all i would like to yes uh, first of all i would like to point this out to any white Sox fans which i know there are very few of us in existence seemingly of <laughs> my entire friend group and even in whitewater but to those of us who exist and to those who just happen to stumble upon this podcast first hi second of all <laughs> My second thing is, if you say anything bad about pitching coach Don Cooper, look at what he's done in the last two, in the last two seasons, picking up pitchers or relief pitchers, you know, fixing their mechanics when they were bad, turning them into something good, you know, getting their careers on track, and then they and then the Sox end up trading them to get not only more pieces to build up their already loaded farm system, but it also helps the team who gets said player. It helps them out because that player goes goes from a team that's not winning anything to a team that could contend. It was the same thing last year with Anthony Swarsak, and it was yep. the same thing this year with uh, Joaquin Soria. It it makes sense for both sides. When the White Sox got Joaquin Soria from the Royals, everyone knew that he was practically gone <laughs> at the trade at the trade deadline. If you know if he had a good year this season, even mm, though the White Sox, which were, he is, he's having one of the best years of his career. Exactly. Much, much like Swarzak was having last year. You know, when the White Sox signed him, a lot of people were just like, all right, well, the bullpen looks kind of decent. It's not as bad as last year, but what's what's it matter? We might not do anything, and if we do do anything, great. We have an experienced arm in the bullpen. Right. Yippee. But the, the guy has an ERA of, un, of under three. Here, here we go. A 2.56 ERA, yep. 40 appearances, 16 saves, 49 strikeouts in, 30, in 38 and two-third innings. 
and he's he's on the last year of his contract. This is a win-win on both sides because the team who has the last time I checked the fifth best bullpen in all of baseball, like statistically wise, gets a guy who's having a career renaissance year. Yeah. And on the flip side, on my side of things, we get the Brewers' thirteenth best prospect, which is a pitching arm. Which you know you can never have too much pitching. Oh, absolutely. In the form, in the form of Cody Medeiros. And the Wilbur Perez guy, he's still technically pitching. He well, he's not still technically pitching. He is still pitching in the Dominican Republic. But I mean, it's another young arm, and with the farm system of what the White Sox have, they can develop him into something pretty, de- pretty decent if he ever makes it as far as a show. And he's only twenty years old. This was a great trade for both sides. Honestly, this this is great. This is great. I'm a little bit more worried about the White Sox other moves. And I don't say worried because like as in like it's not like we're doing anything. I'm worried because there's a singular person on the White Sox roster that if they trade, I might riot. And if that day comes, you best believe I am storming on this podcast and just complaining. Even though I can see why they would do it. I'm just going to get a knock on my door one day. Kyle, we have to go record. (laughs) (laughs) How the hell did you get in Whitewater? Don't don't ask questions. Let's go. (laughs) We just have to do it. Who is this player? Who is this player? Jose Abreu. Nah, that's what I thought. That was my guess. Yeah. I know that they should trade him. I know that his value is through the roof. But I want him so badly to be a part of what the White Sox when we're good again. And it just makes sense. I would love that movie, especially because we still have some Cubans coming up in the system. And who could help them? Jose Abreu. Hmm, interesting. That's what he's doing with with Moncada. Yeah. So it just makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. that's then. That is then. This is now. And as far as this trade is concerned... It's a win-win for both sides, and like I said, as far as the contract deal, it's not like the Brewers are tied up uh, for from a contract standpoint. I believe the White Sox also sent over a million dollars to help cover the last part of the uh, three point nine six million that Soria's owed for, through the rest of the season. But great trade, I think it benefits both teams. Obviously, the White Sox down the road, and for the Brewers, you know they need more arms in that in that bullpen. I think they still I think they still need a a guy in the starting rotation. And yes. I definitely think they really think they need a middle infielder, but this was a good move. This was a needed move because it's about to be a dogfight in the NL Central and the wild card. It's going to be so great. So, yeah, I completely agree. Both sides, this is great. Um, you know, it's not a huge loss. It's it's not a loss really at all for the White Sox to lose this guy because he's going to be gone at the end of the season. Um, he's a veteran dude, and it's not like you need a veteran arm in the bullpen right now because it's you know you don't need that leadership going into september like you guys obviously we the, that's why the brewers that's why this is so big for the brewers because this dude he's played in september he's played you know going into october he knows what he's doing so um because i put i believe was he on the royals championship team i'm about 99 percent sure he was yeah yes. me too so yeah like i said he's got the postseason experience so that's the biggest thing and I would say that normally for the Brewer crew and for the this bullpen because there there are a lot of young inexperienced guys, but this specifically makes sense because of the timing 
with the whole Josh Hader situation. Having a guy who can go in there in any ballpark in um, – I've already forgotten his name, Soria. Having Soria who can – you know who's experienced and go into any ballpark and take take on opposing crowds, that's going to be helpful because, you know, Josh Hader, it's great that he got the – you know the support from the hometown. He he's able to go in there and do his job without getting booed out of the building. But, but. that that might not be the case when he goes to other team or goes to other ballparks. You know, if he tries to pitch tonight in San Fran, that that could be bad. Yikes. So the the biggest question going forward for the Brewers bullpen is how can Josh Hader handle the criticism and handle the crowd reactions and the environment that he has now created for himself um, when he's pitching? Like, is he going to be able to overcome that and still pitch to the level that he can? If not, that's why now we have Soria because now Soria can come in. Hader can go in early now. Hader can go in fifth, sixth inning when we need him on the road. And then Soria can come in those late seven and eight uh, innings before Knievel. And even, you know, obviously Jeffers, too. He's now a veteran. I would consider him a veteran now, too. Oh, excuse me. Um, we just have that having that veteran presence in the bullpen, especially now with the Josh Hader situation, it's going to help a lot. And it, it adds depth to the bullpen, which we have been lacking because of all of our injuries. Um and now it adds stability in the form of a veteran arm. Um, so, yeah, I, I this is great. It's going to help. And like you mentioned, like you touch on, um, we still need a starter. Whether it's, you know, going to trade for, you know, like DeGrom or Archer. I really I really want Chris Archer. I've been saying that since Hawk Talk. Um, I, I, we need a starter. We need a middle infielder. But I, I would focus more on the starter because – I think if you're really set on Arcia not playing this season and f- fixing his bat, I think keeping Pera- Hernan Perez, who has really come into his own, like he he's usually just a utility player, plays when people need days off, and he can play anywhere, literally anywhere he's pitched. Um, <laughs> but he he has now kind of solidified himself at that second base role, where he's he, he's a consistent hitter, he's a fast dude, and he's he's got a good gloves at second. Now, I'm going to touch on this a little bit later, but I don't think we have the right shortstop on the field at the current moment. Like I said, we'll get into that. But, and I have a solution for that too. Um, I think Jonathan VR right now is on the 10-day DL. Um, and once he comes back, I think moving him back to shortstop, people forget that we he, we brought him up as a shortstop. And then we saw Arcia and we were like, oh, we're going to move VR to second because Arcia is going to be at short. And VR got really upset about that. VR hated that move. That was when he declined our extension. We gave him like a five-year big contract. He declined it because he wanted to play shortstop. If we can move him back temporarily, he might become happier, you know, and he'll he'll play better. He's he's a great glove at short, and he's been batting better lately. So I, I think the middle infield will be okay as, as, as the season goes, um, especially with Brad Moore. I like him – or Brad Miller, sorry – Brad Miller that we traded from Tampa or got from Tampa. Um, so I think the Brewers really, now that we got that, that relief dude, I think we need to go get a starter. We need to go get DeGrom, Syndergaard, Archer, someone, especially now that the Cubs have Hamels. Like they, they solidified their starting rotation. Now we need to do the same. 
I this will be the last thing I say about this, yeah. and you actually kind of touched on it with mentioning the Cubs' acquis- uh, acquisition of Cole Hamels. The fact that they did go out and do that, because the biggest question was, who are the Cubs going to go get? Because they need another arm, because no one knows when you Darvish is coming back. And, you know, they missed out on so, on so many other arms, albeit they were bullpen pieces. But right. I, the one of the biggest needs for the Cubs is just they need arms in that rotation. Now that, they've, now that the Cubs got that, I have a hard time thinking the Brewers are going to sit back and watch the team that they're, what, two and a half games back behind now? I have a hard time thinking that they're going to sit back knowing that that move now happened and they're not going to try to reciprocate it, if not try to one-up it. 100%. I, I, yeah. think not, I think the fact that the Cubs did that deal for Cole Hamels, I think the Brewers were probably already looking at arms for their rotation. Now that the Cubs got Hamels, now this is kind of their, oh, crap, we got to do this now because we know what Cole Hamels could do when it comes to pennant chases. Oh, absolutely. We know, we know what he's capable of. So now I think the Brewers are going to go and get an arm. Is it going to be a DeGrom? Is it going to be a Syndergaard? We, uh, who knows? The Mets have a very steep asking price right mm-hmm. now. They're more like the Brewers are more likely to get a Chris Archer. They can honestly, in the division, everyone's been talking about it. Matt Harvey could even help out right now because mm. he's because yeah. he's he's boosted his numbers since that trade over to Cincinnati. So they need the Brewers now. I think you'll definitely see a move before or right at the deadline where they go get an arm. I have a hard time thinking thinking that they won't. And that's literally because the Cubs went out and got the and got the acquisition that they needed to get. Yeah, I yeah, I'll I'll cap this off by saying if they don't get a starting pitcher, it's going to be a huge miss because the the situation is just there. Their rotation wasn't good at the beginning of the year. Jimmy Nelson's recovery has been a lot slower than people expected. Brent Suter now is out for the season with Tommy John surgery. Injuries are stacking up. Wade Miley hasn't worked out for him things have not even with the weak rotation that we started with things have not been working out even to what we wanted them to be um yeah it it just especially now with the cubs trade them bolstering their roster we need to go one up them um otherwise it's it's going to be a tough 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 uphill battle in the nl central um all right enough of that moving on to our next topic, and I'm going to let Connor take the reins on this one. Yeah, so I don't really have much to say about this, to be fair. It's just... We'll just touch on Something it. that popped up. Yeah. Yeah, something popped up today, and, you know, it makes sense to talk about it because he's one of the biggest names in combat and just sports in general. Uh, certain Connor McGregor, he is not going to jail uh, as he pleaded guilty to just a disorderly conduct <clears throat> a charge put against him stemming from the incident where he damaged a bus transporting UFC fighters in April. Uh, McGregor will not have a criminal record, and he will be required to complete five days of community service. The guilty plea will not impact McGregor's ability to travel, and it will allow him to continue his UFC career. And the felony charges that were uh, pressed or were charged against him, they have all been dropped. So as far as a legal standpoint, McGregor is now in the clear it's up to pretty much Dana White now to see when McGregor will get back into the octagon, but he's a clean man, and we'll see what happens. I think he's in the ring, or he's in the octagon uh, sooner rather than later. 
in my mind. He is a huge money grab for the UFC. He always brings in ratings. They're going to get him in as soon as physically possible and humanly possible as far as booking him a match. Um, it's going to happen. Like I said, he just makes them too much money. Um, but this is interesting. You know, Like I said, I don't have too much thought on this. I, I've said this before on the podcast. I don't like that this is the way that the world works, but he's an athlete. He did something wrong. He's going to get forgiven a lot more than the average non-athlete human would. The, the non-pro athlete, I should say. He, you know, it it sucks, but that's how the world of professional sports works. He's going to get forgiven a lot easier than someone else who would have done this. Like if a normal, if if a random person just did this off the street. <clears throat> Holy crap, they would, you know, they'd be gone. <laughs> they'd be incarcerated for a very long time. But, you know, like I've said before, that's that's how sports works nowadays. Terrible, but that's just how it works. Um Yeah. Yeah. Anything else on for, for that, Connor? No, not really. Just no. catch me catch me with Connor McGregor apparel whenever he gets ready for his next fight. That's yes. all I got. There's, there's, a, there's a certain thing. There's something that he wore. Or it's a certain thing that's based on something that he wore in a press conference for the, for the Floyd Mayweather fight. Mm-hmm. And they have t-shirts, sweatshirts, sweatpants of it. I have to send you it. And I'm debating getting a t-shirt and the, the t-shirt and the sweatpants combo of it. Or maybe even the shorts. I'm not sure. It's going to be cold, so probably sweatpants. And I, I need more sweats. <laughs> <laughs> but it is super awesome. And... The only and the whole McGregor being the news thing today did was just completely remind me that I've been targeting that for like a year. So thank you, Conor McGregor, for not going to jail <laughs> and coming back in the news because now I get to see you in the octagon and now I need to, and now I need to go buy some of your stuff. Thank you very much. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> My favorite part about all of this was Barstool's uh, uh, it was Robbie Fox's title for his article on this was um let's see if i can remember this correctly the champ champ is fucking free (laughs) (laughs) perfect Uh, robbie fox nailed it all right moving on connor i'm gonna we're gonna ask you here do you want to do the the 2k thing next or should we do some segments and then end with the 2k thing you know what i think i think we're probably going to be on the 2k thing for a while so let's end with it Okay, so we're Let, gonna knock out. I, I think we. Should, I think it's the best thing to do is just to end with it. Honestly, probably a good idea. <laughs> so we're gonna do some segments first. We're gonna start with hashtag mad about it. Connor, what are you mad about today? Random Facebook users. <laughs> Let me explain. <laughs> I'm excited for this one. Let me explain. This All right, great. so. So I go and I go on the White Sox page. You know, they put like a thank you, Joaquin thing about the trade. Okay. One of the comments from some news just like, what's with us getting all these South American Latin born ball players? We need to make a team of just all American ball players. Oh, my in, goodness. Uh, in response to Cody Medeiros and Willie Perez. <laughs> Interesting fact. Yes, Willie Perez is from, is from the Dominican Republic. But Cody Medeiros. Guess where he's from, Kyle? I'm going to guess somewhere like Chicago. <laughs> no. What, where Where is he from then? Hawaii. Oh. 
What is Hawaii, Kyle? Uh, Hawaii would be a state of the United States. That is correct. That would be absolutely correct. Making him American. (laughs) (laughs) I just... And then the dude was, like, responding to people who, like, proved him wrong. And then he was just like, oh, go back to your safe places and everything. I was like, I hate you people. Like, like I like if you're going to post something like that on a sports page and everything, one, I hope you know what you signed up for, because if you're wrong, you're going to be you're going to look like an ass. And two, can we just address the fact that it's 2018 and these people still exist? I mean, I know I've already I, know, I mean, I know I already touched about it. It's ridiculous touched on it in, in the last show that you that you, myself and Tom had. But yeah, can we, can we like, come on. Like we're gonna have a team full of all American of all American ball players. All right, let's go back to 1932. Well, yeah, I that's hope how, I, <laughs> that's how it's gonna be. I hope he realizes that 29.8 percent of the players in the in Major League Baseball are Dominican. You want to know what I want to know too? You want to know what I want to know? I want to know how he felt <laughs> about the Chris about the Chris Sale trade when we got Moncada, who's the number one <laughs> prospect in baseball. I really want to know what he thought because if this dude thought it was the greatest trade ever, holy hell, this man just became the biggest hypocrite on oh, the absolutely. face of planet Earth. Yeah, I oh, we shouldn't we shouldn't have traded Chris Sale. He was a great he was a great ball player. He was American. He was a pitcher. We got the number one prospect in baseball. He ain't American. All right. <laughs> It just it floors me. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I was gonna say that it surprised me. It surprises me. But I, was gonna, I, was, I would hope it doesn't at this point. After a certain election, <laughs> I this, I can't say I, I'm surprised by this kind of stuff. And what what a certain man in charge lets happen and defends, I can't I can't say that I'm surprised that there are still people like this. <clears throat> there. I'm laughing because I guarantee you there's so many people, or not so many people, there's probably a few people who probably heard that part right there and either eye-rolled, turned this damn thing off, or did both. I am pretty damn sure there's a couple people out there, maybe three, four, five, who are just like, oh boy, here we go. They're going to talk about this. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. I'm not a political dude. All I know is I'm what... I'm not either. I'm not, I'm all not I know, either. I don't have much opinion on the thing. All I know are the facts and some of the facts of what he has said and what he has not said about certain situations is just it. They're, they're facts like you can't it's we're not going to get into it. Like All I'm saying, all I'm saying is that this dude is a White Sox fan. Right. And the fact that he said that, like, OK, freedom of speech, whatever. But I've always said freedom of speech doesn't relinquish you from from a consequence and especially when what you say with your freedom of speech is stupid as hell i want we should get more american ball players all, we're, they're they're taking all these latin ball players are taking more american uh american baseball players and everything i was like first of all first of all first of all first of all it doesn't okay screw it <laughs> i didn't want to i didn't i didn't want to swear but i'm but i'm gonna swear i don't care sorry Cut earmuffs children if you're listening <laughs> I don't give a fuck where you're from, honestly. If you're a if ball you player, can, then you're you a can, ball player. Exactly. And if you're a team, if you're a fan of a team who sucks right now. Yeah. You should want a, any player that's going to help your team. 
Seriously. And I mean, he's like, oh, we should get more American Butlers. Not enough American Butlers. We just drafted a freaking kid who's, well, he I don't know where he's from. I can't, I can't, I think he's from, he went to, or, Nick Magical. Fucking love the guy. He's, he's probably my favorite uh, college baseball player. He's an absolute stud. Guarantee you he cheered like a mofo when the, when the White Sox drafted him. Yeah. Because he's American. Because he's American. Because that's good. Because that's what matters. You can't, you can't, we need, not only, we don't need a winning baseball team, we need an American baseball team. Like, get the hell out of here. He bleeds like, red, white, and blue. Like, that's ridiculous. Is, there's always those, there's always the one or two fans that make you embarrassed to be a part of a certain fan base. I found one. <laughs> I found one that makes me embarrassed found, to be a Sox found fan. him. He's over here. I found, I found him, guys. He's right there. Like, nothing. Nothing makes me embarrassed to be a Sox fan because, again, I'm securing the fact that we suck. I know that we're rebuilding and all of that stuff. So I'd have really no – so even if it was like, oh, my God, you like this White Sox? Oh, like, they, they're, they're absolutely horrible. You should be a customer. I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> nah. Like, I, was born, I was born and raised on the north side of Chicago. My allegiance is still down to the south side of Chicago from my baseball team. Whatever. Strong. I have – I have literally no form of embarrassment of being a White Sox fan until today. There's, I found the reason. Was like, oh, I'm just, or I'm literally sitting here. I was like, God, I hate White Sox fans. Dude's gonna I ruin found it. the one reason. <laughs> I found the one guy that literally made me say, I fucking hate White Sox fans sometimes. I have never said that in the 22 years I've lived on this earth, or at least the years where I've been able to walk and audibly form sentences. But you get the <laughs> point. <laughs> so... So You're that's mad. what I'm mad about. <laughs> mad about it. Mad about it. So you want to know what I'm mad about, Connor? I I do I do know, and it is related to my team. So speaking of the White way, Sox. And I am so ready for this. <clears throat> Go for it. <laughs> so the White Sox earlier in 2018 traded the Milwaukee Brewers uh, a shortstop because we have... I don't think it was so much a trade. I think it was just y'all picked them up off of waivers. Maybe, yeah. So we we acquired this shortstop. For, <laughs> he was in Chicago for a couple games, but we acquired this man. Oh. And uh, ever since Orlando Arcia has been sent down, uh, the, this man has been playing shortstop uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers. He can also play second and third. And he can, and he's, he, he's played a couple. He, he's played a couple games at second. I was looking at the stats. I think it's like six games at second and thirty, oh, yeah. thirty something at you know yeah, what? Because no. he, yeah, he's he helped, played thirty four games this year. I was gonna say he helped us out a lot at all three of those positions in the last two and a half seasons. He was part of our roster. So, well, you know what, Connor? He's not helping us out <laughs> because. <laughs> Tyler Saladino, in 34 games, let me see here. Let me, ESPN's thing is, it doesn't have the fielding stats. Sorry, I missed the fielding stats here. In 34 games, Tyler Saladino has seven errors. Seven. His career, his three-year career, he has 11. Coming into this year, he only had four errors, so he had promise. But he has now had seven errors in 34 games. Four of them came in two separate games. He has had two games where he has had two errors. I was just at the one on Monday where he had two errors in the game. Both both routine play. Like, it's not like a 
play that you might have been able to make, and then they rule it an error. No, a ball comes right at him, and he just misses it. Just bounces off his glove into the outfield, and then he misses a throw. Uh, I, I, I understand. And, and so the other argument was I, I was yelling at him. <laughs> I was at the game on Monday, and I'm yelling at Tyler Saladino because I was just I was mad about it. I was furious. And this Brewers fan in front of me turns around after Tyler Saladino hits a double, and he goes, "You still mad at him?" I said, "Yeah, <laughs> he has an error." And then he. And then he had another error later in the game, and I said, yeah, still hate him. He's not a – like, the only argument for keeping him on the roster and keeping keeping him in the starting lineup was his batting, which was a two ninety five, but has now since, in what, two, three days, has dropped to two seventy nine, two seventy six. It's ridiculous. Like, I the dude's not good. He's not helping. And, oh, my goodness, I almost forgot about this. Yes, Tyler Saladino hit a walk-off. Um, I think it was two days ago against the Nationals. But I wish this was a video show because I would roll back the clip of him hitting this hit. The bases were loaded with one out. Now, a good walk-off hit, a fun, a, an actual fundamentally good walk-off hit would be a base hit. <laughs> but Tyler Saladino swung at a pitch... That almost hit him in the arm. He swung at it and hit it on the handle up into the air into shallow center field. And then it's shallow left center. Shallow left center. Juan Soto of the Nationals caught it, not known for his arm. What I'm saying, Saladino got lucky because he happened. I've never heard somebody complain about a win. I I'm I mad because somebody complain about the means of a walk off. Just take the damn win. I'm mad because in the next day, yesterday's game, Wednesday's game, the oh here comes Tyler Saladino, yesterday's hero. No, because he what? No, 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 a sacrifice fly counts. Sorry, sorry, it wasn't a base hit or a shot all the way to the to the to the slide. All the way in left field. The hero. I, sinc- I sincerely apologize. The hero of that game was Lorenzo Kane, who was at third and scored on a tag when the ball was in shallow left center. But how was he supposed to score on the tag if the ball was not hit? If Kyle? it's deeper, then it's an easy like. If if Juan Soto makes a good throw, there's a play at the plate, and he, he almost got- get, he probably gets tossed out. He got the job done. It's, oh, oh, I think Tyler Saladino got lucky that he hit the pitch into the outfield. He got lucky that Lorenzo Cain was there because if it's Jesus Aguilar on third, he ain't scoring on that. And then there's two outs with the bases loaded. And then, you know, someone else has to be the hero. You're reaching. I I am reaching, but you know what? I'm still mad about it. This dude, everything everything else was valid until you got to the walk off. I I, was like, now you're now you're just searching for a reason to hate him. I can't wait until Jonathan VR is back from the DL because I hope they take Saladino out. I hope they send him back down to Triple A, Double A, single. I don't care. Get him off of the Brewers. He's staying on the main roster because because apart from the errors, he is usually. And I can attest he can be to this. a pinch hitter. That's Watch, fine. I can attest to this watching him and when he played every day. The guy has a reliable, for the most part, has a reliable glove. He has a good arm. And 
he has an average bat, which can be good enough. I mean, for us, it was good enough. What did we have to lose? So Seven I mean, errors. Seven errors. In to- and it's not like he's played the full season. Seven errors in 34 games. You guys are getting probably another infielder from the trade deadline or when VR comes back from injury. If I VR doesn't think... go back to sh- – he needs to go back to short. Either that I or don't... Brad Miller needs to start playing some short. Arcia needs to come back up. I don't even care. I I just – I don't like Tyler Saladino. I really I don't. I couldn't tell. I <laughs> if anyone else could tell. tell. I'm I'm mad about it. I'm really mad about it. Like, the way you were reaching to find reasons to hate Saladino is almost me when it comes to the Alabama football team. I find the most irrational things on planet Earth to just still attribute hatred to that team, and they've done nothing to me. Roll Tide. Um, I just... <laughs> I hate you. I, I, yeah, you can tell that I hate him when I'm complaining about a walk-off. I'll agree with you on that. I. I just I can't I can't anymore. He'll probably he'll probably come up more. This is the second time he's been my man. <laughs> I just can't. it it really it really made me like that much more angry that I was at the game on Monday that he had two errors and I was able to stand up and just scream at him. It it made it made me feel pretty good, but it also probably grew the hatred even more. It's fine. All right. More segments. Let's do some winners. Connor, who do you have winning today? To be honest, I don't have... I'll, I'll start... I'll actually kind of get this out the way now. I don't really have much of a loser today when we get to that part. I guess my That's only good. loser... I struggled. Today... You'll, you'll see. I struggled to find a, a loser. I think my only loser would be the guy in the, in the White Sox Facebook comment... Uh, Facebook section. Uh, that, might be, that might be my loser, too. So yeah, because, dude, you're a little behind down. in the times. <laughs> a little... Little, uh, but speaking of things getting, you know, of current times, and something that I think was something that was a long time coming, to the point where I will say it was about damn time it happened. Kudos to the WWE for announcing this earlier this week on Monday. Yes, that for the first time in WWE history, they will have. An all-women's pay-per-view titled WWE Evolution. I believe that is happening in October. It is at the, it is at the Na- Nassau Coliseum in Long Island. It will feature 50 women in, in sports entertainment, probably from the WWE's past, present, and even future. Yes. Uh, look, looking at NXT. NXT is going to have a huge part in that. And... It was announced on Monday as a part of the next step of the women's revolution. You know, I think it was a phenomenal move. You know, it's come such a long way. I remember when I was a little kid and my parents had to like shield my eyes or like change the channel when certain things with, with when they were, when they were used to be called divas, you know, when Tori Wilson and everything would go on and they would have like the lingerie matches and yep. everything. And now current, exactly. And now current day, you know, they're in Elimination Chamber matches, Money in the Bank matches, Hell in the Cell, Iron Man matches. You know, it's it really has become an evolution. Yes. It really has become an evolution since, you know, since you and I were younger and, wa- and watched it. And even back then when they still had those just out, yeah, I'll use the term in comparison, in comparison to how they're treated now, 
demeaning, you know, oh, stipulations of matches, you still had legends like a Tori Wilson, like a Trish Stratus, like a Lita, you know, and the list could go on and on and on. And to see how far just the just to see how far women have come in the form of now they can compete in the same matches as the big boys and they'll get the same and they'll get the same love for it. You know, Stephanie McMahon said it best, you know, they give every little girl who thinks about wanting to be a part of the WWE in some form or fashion, whether it's a commentator or even a WWE superstar. A few years ago, you would look at it and it's like, eh, do I really want to do that? Now it, it looks badass. You know, like if I, you know, like if I had a daughter now, she's like, and she was like, dad, I want to be a part of the WWE one day. I was just like, well, honestly, one day you can, and it will be a lot better than it was when I was a little kid, honestly. So I think it is a phenomenal thing. The women's division is in such a good place right now with the WWE, and it is getting so much better with the talent that's coming through with NXT and the people uh, that WWE uh, signs from elsewhere. It's it's in such a good place right now. I applaud the McMahons uh, for finally letting this happen. I think it was a few years too soon. I think they could have uh, a few years too late. I think they. I. I, I, <laughs> I was gonna say what? I, uh, yeah, I was like too too late. Yeah, too too soon is completely wrong. Though yeah. I think it's too late because I think way too late. I think this could have happened when they still had like the one of the big golden eras, you know, when Michelle McCool and Layla and Beth Phoenix and them were still around. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think in that era, yeah, there's still some weird stipulations, but that's, but you had some talented ass wrestlers. Some of the best Uh, of all time. Yeah. Right. You know, the Bellas were even really ramped up, you know, when they were going full time and not dealing with injuries and, you know, out and personal, yeah, TV shows and everything. Like I think if they had that then, Oh my goodness, that would have been great. And to anyone who thinks like, oh, I don't remember there ever being an all-men's pay-per-view, that's like 95% of the WWE. I was going to say, there's. I I found a list of them actually. I mean, I don't have it in front of me, but I've seen a list. I saw a list on Instagram, yeah. yeah. And like literally, like cameos don't count. A backstage interview doesn't count. I'm talking about... Mono Imano, Imano, a woman versus another woman in a match with a referee. No demeaning stipulation, no nothing. Just throw them in the ring, let them go at it. This is great. I'm so happy, and you best believe I am pulling up a chair somewhere, whether it's in my room, at your house, somewhere in Whitewater, because I believe this will happen. Yeah, this is going to happen while we're all still in Whitewater. Yeah. I will be somewhere posted up watching this so intently. And I can pretty much promise you if some of my favorite Ditas make an appearance, <clears throat> Lita, if they pop up, get ready to have some eardrums completely burst because I will flip. Nice. I will lose my mind. I think this is great. That's my biggest winner. My winner is a WWE and the women's division in a whole. Kudos, ladies. They, they, this is a great time to do it. I'm just going to comment quick on this. Um, yeah, it's great. Fantastic. Long time coming. It's too late, obviously. Like, it should have happened years ago. Um, I, I, To me, it almost feels like, uh, sorry for not letting you wrestle in Saudi. So here's your own pay-per-view. Um, that makes sense, though. Yeah. I can, it bothered me why they did it, but it also made sense because you look at the culture over there in Saudi Arabia. Yes, it's, but- it's very... Wh- I mean, we we thought 
for a long time we were behind and sometimes oh, are, and even even oh, in current yeah. day there's still some things where we're just like oh wow woman still can't do that like why can't they do that saudi is way behind yeah like, no like offense, i completely no agree with that anyone from there but they are pretty damn backwards when it comes to it i completely agree but the only the problem that i and most people that i hear talk about this have is that not that they wouldn't let them wrestle but like because you know we get that it's the fact that wwe still had the show there because wwe have been trying you know women's evolution or women's revolution they've been trying to be this progressive equal company and then they get they take millions of dollars from this country who won't let the women wear you know that's the only problem so that's what this feels like to me doesn't make it any less special it's going to be fantastic the only thing that worries me is that they're going to have 50 women on the pay-per-view i hope that doesn't mean 50 involved in matches because good god that's going to be a long pay-per-view like I, but anyway, good for them. It's gonna be great. I can't wait. Um, it's gonna be very entertaining. The May Young Classic fa- finale will be, um, on that pay per view. Even better, e- right? I, and I'm sure you know. Even, I'm sure better. Both Ron's Ron SmackDown women's titles will probably be defended. The NXT title, I'm pretty sure, was announced that it'll be defended there. Um, yeah, it'll be fantastic. That's gonna count towards our little uh. For, for for the bell, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if anyone, if everyone can make it, yeah, which it, I, we should all be there, yeah, absolutely. Also, speak also random a very quick thing before we get to your winners. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of belt, since we're gonna since I'm gonna see you at the beach oh, uh, this call. Saturday, I'm just I'm just bringing the belt, just handing it to you there. Finally, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just kidding. It's okay. Um, <laughs> we're using the world heavyweight. It's okay. Duncan Duncan's fine. Okay. I'm sure he is. So, I have uh, two winners. I thought of one just while we were talking. Um, the first one is, real quick, Aaron Rodgers um, and the Green Bay Packers. He, Aaron Rodgers said he's not. He, he has no deadline on working on the new contract. He has no set date that he wants to get it done by. He's going to focus on getting to camp. He's going to focus on being the team leader and making the team better. And yay. <laughs> Like, not only am I happy as a Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay Packer fan, I'm just happy as a sports fan in general that a player is not holding out and being like, okay, I'm going to put the team ahead of my own personal wealth right now. Um, so, good job, Aaron Rodgers. Yay for the Green Bay Packers. I'm happy. Um, and then my other winner <laughs> is the internet and Twitter because – USA Basketball uh, tweeted out a picture of John Wall, and John Wall is definitely in his offseason. If you haven't seen this picture already, go on Twitter and just search John Wall, and you will have have an entertaining five or ten minutes. Um, Not only is the picture hilarious, but oh my god, are the memes so funny. I was reading some of these to Connor before, but some of the – captions that people have put on this photo you know i i would bet insane amount of money that john wall hasn't slept in 24 hours one of the replies was a gif of the because i got high music video um one of my favorite one that con that got connor was see what ha- or see what signing dwight howard did to your franchise player <laughs> like that's just amazing oh my god like some of these uh, that face when uh, USA basketball minicamp, uh, but weed is legal in Nevada now. 
just those little cheesy smile. Um, this is the most I have ever liked John Wall, and I am a John Wall fan now. <laughs> some of these captions are just so they just make it so much better. They some people put um, John Wall next to um, oh the dude from Rogue One. Can't think of the actor's name now. He was in Black Panther too. You probably know who it is. Oh, he was in Rogue One. Yeah, he was in Rogue One and Black Panther. He's like the in the Black Panther scene where they're fighting for the like the king to be king. The Black Panther and the dude who like officiates it almost. The big old dude with like the like the he's. He's got like a uh, cult. yeah whatever. Oh but they, oh, oh yeah, him. you know who I'm yeah, talking about. I can't about. remember his name, but yeah, him. That guy. They're putting yeah, because <laughs> he looks very similar. The haircut and everything. Holy crap! Like it's just hilarious. Go go on Twitter. Look up John Wall. You'll have a good time. That's my winner. My loser. I had to I I had to stretch for this one too, but my loser is Greg Popovich. So we are we obviously already know everything that happened with. Kawhi Leonard um but Popovich in general ever since Tim Duncan has left the Spurs Popovich's uh culture has been crumbling before our very eyes um you know Kawhi Leonard wanted to leave LaMarcus Aldridge wanted to leave Tony Parker left uh he all he's really got is Manu now he's got these players who have been in his system not wanting to be in his system anymore it's weird but he doesn't ha- he doesn't have Tim Duncan to kind of back him up anymore and to kind of enclose people into the circle. The Tony Parker thing was different though. I think I think it's a little different. He and, he and Pop both understood that Parker yeah. still had a little bit of juice left in the tank and the Spurs, you know, they had a young up and coming guard in, in Deontay Murray where there's like they want to get him going. So right. that was that, makes that was sense. a passing right. of the torch thing. So the Tony Parker thing, I think that one, but that one was a bit of a mutual parting, if anything. I would right. say. But Kawhi and Lamarcus are wanting out is is not good. Um, two two of the better players in the league wanting out of your system is just not good. And then not only that, but now Greg Popovich is taking over for Mike Shashevsky, uh, coaching USA Basketball. And what a hard act to follow that is. Mike Krzyzewski, coaching USA Basketball in the Olympics, is 88-1. and 88-1 and one in his record. He has three gold medals and three uh, FIBA championships. The, the, good luck following that, Popovich. The first time, the first, if you ever lose two games, <laughs> you're going to get... A lot of crap on the internet. It's going to be bad. Like, good luck following Mike Krzyzewski. That's all I got to say. I, if Pop, there's anyone that could, if there's anyone that could, it's Coach Pop. I got faith um, in him. If anyone could, it'd be Brad Stevens. <laughs> Popovich, is, Popovich is on his way out. Stevens is soon. I have a, I have a funny feeling he's soon. Stevens, will, Stevens is the future of the Stevens NBA. Stevens is the future. Like, Honestly, he's the present, but he is the like he is going to be. He has potential to be the one of the greatest coaches. Like I, he has potential to be better than Phil Jackson. Um, we'll I see. hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I don't because I don't Jackson like Boston, fan. but <laughs> I like Brad Stevens. He's a, I, I've seen a lot of interviews with him. He's a good guy. But yeah, Popovich losing his system's crumbling, and now he has to follow Shashevsky. Good 
luck. Now, let's get to the fun part of the podcast. Connor, you want to introduce uh, this? Hell yeah. All right. So this was an idea that I've literally been toying with for couple years now i'm sorry actually. can i interrupt you real quick i'm sorry Go for it. i just got really excited because i just got the brewers lineup for today yeah and guess who's not starting at shortstop <laughs> tyler saladino guess who is starting at shortstop i don't know orlando arcia <laughs> oh my god i'm sorry i'm really excited right now I... <sighs> breathe I kyle breathe really 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 just don't under anyways <laughs> i'm sorry continue wow that part's gonna be hysterical to listen <laughs> to listen back to in the morning that's gonna be a clip that i'm gonna post for sure that's clip it like matt and ryan clip it like like matt and ryan just leave it alone <laughs> but, but i i really hope there's somebody out there apart from the people that you and i both know but I really hope there's people out there who like know the reference behind I Matt hope. and Ryan. Either that, and or I, they're gonna think that we have editors. <laughs> they're whatever. gonna think they're gonna think that it's not just me sitting in this room editing. They're gonna think that we have two guys named Matt and Ryan who edit. Anyway, that would be great. That would be amazing. <laughs> Back to this. So this is an idea that has been kind of floating in my mind for the past few years. Because I wanted to unleash it on Hawk Talk, and then I thought when I was when I had my own blog for like literally a month and a half, um, if that, it was something that I wanted to do for that. If I ever if I ever thought of like doing maybe a doing like a skit, and then I figured you know what, this is probably like one of the best times to do it because, I mean, well, as far as time wise. NBA 2K19, you know, is systematically releasing who has what rating. We already know Madding-wise who has what rating, who's the highest overall player, who's in the 99 club, etc., etc. And so I got to thinking many years ago, actually, after and even after seeing a few memes joking, around, I was like, wow, his his game rating out of the bar is it would be a would be a 10 or blah 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 blah. I got to thinking, what what would happen if we judged things in life based off of sports video game ratings, like FIFA or Madden or 2K, and most of you should know damn well what I'm talking about, and if you don't, then... Have if, you if you're a video sports game? fan, you probably, you know, attributes... <laughs> attributes exactly you know d gordon so, d gordon's got a 99 speed we all know that type of thing right you know uh steph curry in 2k is, is his three point is basically broken because it says 96 but you know it's a 99 in the sky oh absolutely <laughs> that that kind of thing right so what i decided and i told this to kyle a few, uh, kyle a few days ago was let's see what we would do or how our lives would be if certain things were rated by Madden ratings or 2K ratings or just video sports video game ratings. And a few people texted me, a couple, and I'm actually going to speculate on what I think my rating should personally, personally be on a few of them. 
And there's one rating that I know for damn sure that when my parents hear it, they're gonna they're gonna hear it and be like, "There's no fucking way in hell that is true." So, <laughs> so I so yeah. And so for the ratings for some of the categories, uh, to at least to start with here, I figured it's best to start with the Uno dos tres four five um the five things that we posted on twitter and facebook and i will start with cooking yeah cooking. i have some interesting thoughts on mine <laughs> <laughs> i'm listening so i only got a few responses um i actually only really got one as far as these categories go but so the <laughs> the cooking one i got a 37 <laughs> Now, let me explain. I and and th- these ratings are from my good buddy Chad. Shout out Chad. Not sure if you listen or not, but he he knows me. We know each other, but we don't like li- we've never lived in the same city, so like we only really know each other over the internet, but that's beside the point. He gave me a 37 for cooking. Now, for those of you that we're don't know, explain, I'm a... We're not going to explain the fact how the dude you've never actually been around gave you a 37 for cooking. It 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 yeah, I, I'm going to try to – it's weird because it's kind of scary accurate. So I, for those of you that don't know me, I'm a very picky eater, like very picky eater. I So I only cook a cert, like a very select few things. So those things that I do cook, <laughs> I'm very good at cooking. <laughs> like I don't need instructions for anything that I cook. Because I've been doing them for, you know, I only cook five things. (laughs) So, like, I I could be better at cooking, but I don't need to be. (laughs) So that's why I, like, I... If anyone out there listening and you you happen to be the future wife of (laughs) Kyle Olsen, this is what you're dealing with. This is what you're dealing with. Well, if you are listening, hi. Hi, my name's Kyle. Um, I'm a I'm a nice dude. Um, like I said, cook. Like I said, I I could, like I I I adapt to cooking. Like I can cook other things. I just I don't need to right now. Oh yeah. If the need grows, then I so. But I I think 37 is a little harsh. I I would give myself. What would it be? I would give myself around a 45 or a 50. Like I said, don't need a higher rating could be a higher rating i that could be something i <laughs> spend my attribute points on don't need but it could be yes okay <laughs> so what about you this is actually the part where i think my parents would be like there's no way in hell you actually gave the certain answer that i'm gonna give um mike my, my cooking rating right now would probably probably be a 37 <laughs> because <laughs> Like, there's some things I can do. Um, and even those things, depending on what it is, is meh sometimes. But I can do them. And then there's some things that are great. Like, I would, I, at one, once upon a time, I remembered how to, how, to, how to make monkey bread. Couldn't tell you now. I know everything's on the internet, but there was one point I knew, I knew how to do it straight from the, straight from the dome. Uh, however, for someone, who sh- for someone who can't cook... Or even put together like drinks things. 
I sure do have a whole lot of saved links to recipes and all this and all this stuff. And let me explain. Let me explain. When I have everything that I need for certain things, and if I have the videos or the instructions right in front of me, I believe I can make a bomb-ass meal. I'm going to get that out right now. So if you're listening to this, future wife, I got you. I got you. I just need all the ingredients and all the materials. <laughs> so my cooking rating is, I think, would be a 37, but I think I have the potential to be a 75. And I guarantee you people in my family will be like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I, I had to be realistic about mine. Like it... <laughs> Hey, like man. I said, like I said, half, okay. If you if, see half the recipes I have saved on that one tasty <laughs> app, you would look at me like, "Hey, no way in hell you're making that at any point in life." If we I'm were, like, if we were judging cooking any meat, <laughs> I can cook meat. That would be like an 80, 85. Like I, I can cook meat any day of the week, but like you know, I don't. I, but that's all I cook. <laughs> Actually, I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned that because I just remember when I was up in Oshkosh uh, over in, earlier in the summer, I was put in charge of grilling. Yeah. I would like let me explain this. I before that trip, I had never grilled in my life. <laughs> I am 22 years old, <laughs> so I had never done that. And I was like, uh, uh, all right. How hard could it be? I've watched my dad do it. I've right? watched my mom do it. It turned out to be the greatest thing I have ever had. You know, I had the seasonings down. I had this. I had that. Yeah. Uh, sh- shout out to Bailey, Abby, and Libby if you're listening to this because <laughs> uh, I, I took I took care of that. Uh, Bailey's one of was Bailey's one of my first friends in Whitewater, actually. So I visit and everything. But I learned that I'm a damn good griller. Now, don't try me with fish. I haven't, I haven't graduated there yet. <laughs> so, so I think my grilling rating would be seventy-five. Because when it comes to your, when it comes to corn, when it comes to your chicken, when it comes to your hot dogs, your burgers, I got it. I got it from my dad. I got it from my mom. I got that seventy-five cooking rating. You know, I haven't eaten dinner yet tonight, <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm just hungry. <laughs> Whose fault is that? That's definitely mine. <laughs> All right, the next category that we had on the thing was athleticism so (laughs) chad gave me a 73 i think is very fair i was a two-sport athlete in high school um and i think i still you know i can still carry myself i think if you were to rate like first semester freshman year if we were to do this i would give my athleticism more of like an 80 82 Mm-hmm. But we all know the dreaded freshman fifteen kicks in, and uh, that has turned into more of a freshman twenty five for me, and has not gone away. <laughs> <laughs> so that has hindered the rating a little bit. Uh, you know, you know how like when you're creating a dude, and like you keep putting the weight up, and it lowers your speed cap. <laughs> yeah, that's how yep. I feel right now. Like my speed cap <laughs> is a lot lower than it used to be. Um, so I think I think seventy three, seventy five is a decent rating. Uh, yeah, that's probably what I would go with. Like I said, it'd be better a couple of years ago, but I th- I can still you know I still play inter- I played a lot of intermural intramural sports. I played softball, flag football. Sand volleyball, indoor volleyball, and basketball. 
Yo, if you need somebody for a sand volleyball team when we go back, I'm so in. Ooh, we might actually. I don't know. I'll let you know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, yeah. 70, 73, I'll stick with. Thanks. Oh, I'm in the 80s. I'm so in the 80s. I'd say, yeah. Because. Uh, you got the quickness. I've, I've played baseball, football, basketball. I ran track. I basically taught myself how to play soccer in a way. Like, literally. I was playing soccer in gym class one day and my gym teacher was the soccer coach at high school. And I did something and I did something like I, I was just bobbing and weaving, you know, getting through defenders and everything. You ask me how I did it. I still couldn't tell you. <laughs> and half of that team was people on his on his soccer team. And I was I was just ducking them, you know, and he and he, I, won't, I was like asked to come out for the team. But at the time, I didn't want to play because, you know, I I'd quit doing sports because of concussions and everything. And then I ran track the next year, but that doesn't really require anything being destroyed and having your head being destroyed. Um, so, so there was that. And then, yeah, even now, like I still like to stay active. You know, I've since I've been to school, I've done flag football, I've done softball, I've done basketball, I've done sand volleyball. You know, I could probably still run track. I've played, I play soccer a lot, a lot for somebody who used to hate the sport and every fiber of its being growing growing up. Um, I still got a little bit of quickness in me. I now, luckily, athleticism doesn't take into account how in shape you are, because that's a different story. I think I think it w- I think I would dock myself to like a seventy-two, a seventy. Yeah. If we're if we're counting how in shape I am. Yeah. And I'm in, but considering that I'm in decent shape right now, I think I'm like an eight. I think I'm in the eighties. I'll give myself like an eighty-three. All right, I like it. I, I, I would say an eighty-three athleticism. Yeah. Um. I next like one. Ne- <laughs> next one is attention span. <laughs> so, based on the fact that throughout this, <laughs> throughout this podcast and many podcasts, I check my phone r- r- very regularly. <laughs> I <laughs> I just looked at Chad's rating for this. He gave me a fourteen. Which? Oh my god. Oh man, I, I, like I said, he doesn't know me personally too well, like, you know, face to face too well. So I can see how he can believe that. And he's probably fair in believing that, but I, I'd, I wouldn't go that low because, you know, I do get, I I can be a very patient person and I can keep attention, but like when I, when it's not absolutely necessary for me to keep attention, I don't. You know, like I, right. I very, I drift out when I, when it's not necessary for me to be paying attention to something. Um, but when I need to, I, I can focus in. So I, I'd, I'd go up somewhere 50, you know, maybe like a, mm, I, I'll, I'll say 60. I'll just, yeah. Go in the no, I'm definitely, I'm definitely 50. I'm just okay. I'm going right down the middle. Okay. Like, like when it requires my undivided attention, it will have it. But if it's anything, <laughs> But if it's anything else, I'm kind of like in and out, or if I don't care, I'm 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 elsewhere. And then there's, admittedly, there's sometimes in classes where I'm like trying to focus, and my mind is into oh, like yeah. next week, two weeks, an hour later, like it's just gone. So you that know, is not that is not something I'm sure people wanted to hear, but okay. <laughs> Pay attention in class, kids. <laughs> right. I'm gonna have you know, I rethinking this, and you bringing up the class point. I might have to dock myself to 50 
because two reasons. I was going to go 55, and then you brought up the class reason. So, yes, I do not pay attention to class very well. I get very bored very quickly, um, unless it's a class that holds my attention. But the other reason is because I also realized one of my flaws is that if if I if something's on TV <laughs> or just on a screen in general, and I if I put any sort of attention into that, I will not hear anything in my surroundings. <laughs> like it, the, you could ask any of my ex girlfriends. If I'm watching something and then you start talking to me, it'll take me a good five seconds for me to realize that you were talking to me. So, yeah, we'll get, we're going to drop that to 50 for sure. Who is your most recent ex? I need to go have a chat with her about this to confirm. <laughs> I need to go confirm. We'll this. set it. We'll, oh, yeah, we'll set that up. I still talk to her. I Is it is it who I think it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did, I did meet her, yeah. Yeah, you've met her, right. yeah. All right, moving on. Oh my god. Um, Honestly, moving. you could ask, you could ask Tom about that. <laughs> Tom would tell you that too. Did he did he text you back about the beach yet? No. Actually, right. he did. He works at 1. Ah, damn. Yeah. All right. So probably not. Uh, next category that we posted on social media was friendship. 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 I felt really touched by this one. <laughs> Chad gave me an 88. Dude. So, and I I completely feel that because, like, I haven't seen Chad face-to-face in a very long time. Um, so the quick backstory on Chad is that he – we were – I used to go to summer camp a lot, and he we were campers together for one summer. The next summer he was a counselor, and I was still a camper because he's a few years older than me. And then a couple summers later, I was also a counselor. So we've had very different relationships throughout the years. And now we're, you know, now we're grownups and we, you know, we just talk. But we only talk on <laughs> on the internet, really. And we FaceTime every once in a while. But, do but I, I think... Do I, need, do I need to go get Neve and Max? <laughs> what? Have you never watched Catfish? <laughs> no. Are, are you out of your mind? No, I've never watched Catfish. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Can someone educate this man? Yikes! <laughs> You've called. never watched it? No, I've never. Dude, I've it's never it's it's really addictive. I'm you not like a big it. reality TV dude. You would you would like it? Okay, I you would like. Maybe it. I'll give it a try. But um, I, I, you would like it. But I think that's why I think that's why he gave me such a big rating is because we only talk on the internet. Uh, and and no, it's not a catfish because I've seen him before, <laughs> <laughs> and we FaceTime. Um. <laughs> Um, so you know what it's about, but you. I do, I do know it. what it's. I, I I know the premise of it. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's, but like that's why because we've kept our relationship only over the internet. Like it, I, and that's I think one of my strong suits. I I I'm friends with a lot of people, but like I only have a few close friends. So like that's why it's an 88 and not any higher because you know I only like having a select few friends. Um, but there are a lot of acquaintances, I, I would I would say, that I can still, you know, I can go hang out with. I'll talk to every once in a while. But, uh, yeah, I think 88 is a fair. Uh, I'll agree with Chad. Maybe I maybe drop it to an 85 a little bit maybe, but I, I, think, I think that's pretty solid. So if you ask people at Whitewater, they'd probably tell you that, oh, my God, Connor knows everyone, and I literally hate – and I almost hate that because I know – it's kind of funny because I've always been like a naturally introverted person. Like I've 
like I've always like openly said I don't I was like I don't like people right and yet I'm always around people you know <laughs> and I end up yeah I end up talking to them yeah. and then, you know we end up being cool and everything so I'm so it's still funny. He's like, oh my God, how do you know everyone? I was like, I really don't. And it's not by choice. If I had a choice, I'd like maybe know five. Um, but I'm kind of in the same boat, honestly. You know, like I know a lot of people and I think I'd have a lot of, I guess, for lack of better terms, friends. But as far as like the close friends, you know, the ones that I actually, that I'll actually like hang out with and uh, talk to a whole lot on, on a day by day basis. The the number then shrinks drastically, like it, so like it definitely shrinks. That yeah. being said, though, I do. <clears throat> one of my biggest things is that I try to be like the best friend I possibly can be to people, you know. Because I mean, whether or not there's a good friend, you know, a best friend or just just a friend, you know, I you know I, you know, I I tried you know I tried. I try to be a damn good friend, you know, like I pride myself on having good friendships. So I would say, yeah, I would say my, I would say my friendship rating is honestly between 85 and 90, probably because I pride because on friendships that I do have, you know, like I pride myself on making sure, you know, that everything's good. And then of course, if you ask everyone, I mean, I'm sure you've seen this when, whenever I'm at the station, I'm always asking, Hey, are you okay? Are you okay? You need yeah. anything? You need yeah. anything? Absolutely. Like it's, I think I think that part's a blessing and a curse for me, uh, to, uh, if we're being completely completely honest. One hundred percent. So I would, I would say eighty eight. Yeah, I would probably I would probably go eighty eight for me as well. I would I would definitely say friendship rating is almost in the ninety club, almost in that ninety club. I don't want to say ninety because then I just look I just look like a freaking uh, arrogant prick. Right. So. <laughs> um, However, the next category is where I feel like I could probably use some work sometimes. Ooh, okay. Uh, which is communication. And a lot of that is because sometimes I feel like talking to a lot of people. And other times I just kind of, I don't want to say go ghost, but the best way I could describe it is like, I'll have days or spurts where I'm just like around people and I'll talk and everything. And then I'll have spurts where it's just like, I'll talk very, I won't talk a whole lot. Or I just kind of need to quote unquote like recharge in a way. Yeah. And sometimes like when I and even other times when I'm talking to people, I I could say one thing, and I don't know if that's because I just have I could like maybe the way I say things just comes off as very dry sometimes, or people always think I'm very serious, which I can see because I think I have the male version of a resting, you know what face. Mm. Um, I def I'm pretty sure I have the male version of that. <laughs> um, I'm about ninety percent certain I have the male version of that. Yeah. I would say my communication when it's at its peak is 87 when okay. it's when it's kind of so so it's that sucker drops to damn near like 72 like I know it could probably be better but a lot of yeah. that's because I'm kind of like some ta some days I can talk to people and other days I'm just like yo I just want I just want to do my own thing show up do what I have to do and GTFO yeah <laughs> I completely so, feel that so I think if I had to pick a base rating, I would go 85, 85 communication. Okay. Um, I received a 90. Uh, yeah. I, I was very surprised on that one. Um, but I can see it. I, as far as general day to day communication, I, I feel like I'm pretty good. 
Um, I, I'm one of those people who I try to text back as fast as I can. I Snapchat. I, I don't, I like, you know, like I, I reply to all Snapchats, even if it's meaningless, like I'll still reply. I don't like leaving people in red as they say, like, um, that kind of thing. But as far as like, you know, I, like, I like talking to people, but at the same time, I'd rather, <laughs> I'd, I'm very, I've become very introverted since I've come to college. Um, so I don't like interacting too much. Um, and, and I've, all, I've also noticed, um, actually it, it's been a thing for my whole life. I'm very, I'm not very great at communicating my feelings to people. Um, Same. especially Same. like my friends can attest to this. My girlfriends can attest to it. My ex-girlfriends can attest to that. Um, I never I never put my feelings out there necessarily. I usually bottle them up and deal with them on my own, which I've fairly I've been fairly decent with, you know. I, that's lit- that's literally me in a nutshell. Right? Like actually. I I deal with my own problems. I you know, it's not like I've I'm I'm never really I, I'm a I'm a generally happy person, so I feel like I've done pretty well with that, but I still shouldn't do that, you know. So I'd, I'd probably go around the same, about 85, um, you know, high, but definitely issues. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I, I thought of this one. I thought of this one and I kind of, I'm actually, I'm actually, I actually have to go around and ask people about this one to see what they think, but, oh no. um, what would, what would your, what, what do you think your rating would be as far as how do I want to phrase this? How much fun you have after you drink? Like, <laughs> like this, like there's, like there's a few of that I know. It's they're like ninety nine. Like they're just wilding out. Like they're just gone. <laughs> like there's a few. I'm just like that's a ninety nine. But I don't know if you need that ninety nine rating. <laughs> oh yeah, I would. Yeah, some people are unnecessarily ninety nine. Right. Um, and they I... went up and just jacked up the sliders or something. Like <laughs> they don't need that ninety nine <laughs> custom sliders, throwing them all the way up to ninety nine. Um, man, that's a hard one because, like, you know, it. <sighs> I like to have fun, obviously. Like, I especially after the first couple, you start getting you know a little buzzed. Right. You you like to have a lot of fun. So I I would put myself. At 75 or 80, because I'm also one of those people who likes to, towards the end of the night, I like to make sure everyone's okay and that everyone gets home safe type of thing and that, every, mm-hmm. you know, just that everything goes okay. Um, it's, it's, yeah, especially, like, before you even leave, I like to kind of keep my eye on people while we're still at the bar, like my group of people. Um, mm-hmm. I like to keep my eye on, make sure nothing bad, especially when we go to pumpers, <laughs> I like oh, to make sure God. nothing, nothing happens. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'd, I'd say like a 75 or an 80, I wouldn't say too much. Oh, when, when we're in pumpers, my rating goes down to a zero cause I'm trying to get the hell out. <laughs> right. I don't, yeah. I'm not a fan. It's better I, in the I, summer though, because it's not wall to wall people. It's, joy. it's a lot better in the summer. Good. Good to know. Yeah. Um, I would go like 85 for most of the same reasons that you said, like, I mean, anyone who see me when I'm at the bar over there, like they know, I just, they know I end up singing, I end up dancing. I'm just talking to people like it is. I have, I have a video of you on my phone and my Snapchat. Is it, it, 
is it of me singing Freaky Friday? Yes, it is. And it's yep. one of my favorite videos I have. <laughs> it's anytime I think of that video, I'm like, anytime I think of that video, because I thought about it the other day, like listening to that song in the car, I was just like, that, I was like, whoever got that video caught peak me. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you, you just... got the hands going in like the rock, like the too sweet motion too, like going side to side. You were, yeah. you were into it. Oh my god, it's bad. And the thing is, I was sitting down. If I was standing, I would have probably broke out to right? a dance routine. Oh, yeah. um, and you think that's an over exaggeration? I would have. I would have done a freaking routine to that damn thing. Um, I'm. I, I say I'm an 85 because I. I mean, I basically turn into freaking little Uzi Vert Junior with the damn shoulder rolls and everything. Um, oh, the shoulder rolls are great. I love seeing um, those live. But then also, it's like I know how to so like I always like to joke around and say like. When I'm out having fun and when I'm drinking, I can get drunk. But when something happens, like my mind just instantly sobers up, like in point oh, yeah. five, and I'm like, I just, it's just like, all right, we need to go now. Like it, like I, it's almost amazing how crazy. I just like, I almost laugh at myself when it happens. I'm just like, damn, like <laughs> I just, damn. I just, I just locked into a new gear. <laughs> um, eighty-five, eighty-five okay. for sure. Okay. Uh, speaking. Uh, speaking of music, uh, what do you think people would would rate your music taste? Like ninety nine being oh, like, God. Holy, like like holy hell, your music is is dope, and then obviously one like the hell is wrong with you. Well, if you ask Kyle, it's not good. <laughs> Shout out Kyle because he, I, <laughs> especially because we just brought up Freaky Friday, um, his most hated song. God, of 2018. yeah, it's funny. And yet the kid like six nine. Let's not get into that. Um, that's a that's an interesting one because my as as much as I hate it about myself, my taste of music tends to be um, like top fifty stuff, like stuff that's overplayed on the radio. Except I don't listen to the radio, so it's not overplayed for me. So like, I like popular. Mu- I I like whatever music is kind of popular. Um. But, it's, you know, a lot of people will tell me, you know, turn that song off. It's overplayed. And like, I don't care. <laughs> it's still a good song. Um, but, I, man, that's a hard one. I, especially now that I've I've got, gotten really into rap. Um, I'm a big Kendrick Lamar guy. I'm a big little dicky dude. Um, man. I... Uh, I would say 70 because like there, no, actually that's a, that's low 75, 77. I'll go. Okay. 77. Cause like, like I said, like I can tell good music when it happens, but like, I, I don't like a lot of, like, I don't like rock. I hate rock and I like country. So that's probably a big, <laughs> I like, that's probably a big downshift for people. So that's probably why I would put myself at 77. Um, and yes, I know that country is all one thing, but so is everything else. Like, your country only sings about beer, trucks, and women. Yeah, well, <laughs> rapping only talks about women and money and drugs. Every every genre has its top. It's I still enjoy the music. It's still fun to listen to. Um, yeah, I'll go 77. I listen to a little bit of, or pretty much everything, honestly. So yeah, I just don't I listen it... to rock. The only rock I listen to is Fozzie. And that's because it, they're genuinely good. Right. I think it depends on who you ask when it comes to me. Like, 
a week ago I got a comment. I got a compliment on this on like my, my general playlist, which is literally just so many different random ass songs in there. <laughs> so I got a compliment on that. And then I know a few times I'll like uh, I know my parents will joke around and they'll hear something there just like what the hell are you listening to? I was like oh it's Tash Sultana who, um, you know like so if you ask me my music ratings at a ninety nine because oh well yeah because it's like everywhere like I love the music I listen to because we play bops only obviously. obviously I think depending on who you I think seventy five because I feel like I have a little bit of something for everyone but. But with every genre that I like, there's always the one or even the one artist where everyone's just like, really? You like them? Perfect example. Perfect example. And this is the grand reveal of this, even though it's been even though as the summer went on, it became slowly the worst kept secret. Uh, You know this because I Snapchatted you when I was there. Um, Oh, yeah. This this summer. Everyone knows I went to Mambi on the beach. Everyone knows that. There were so many people there. Uh, that uh, So many different artists there, rather. What they don't know is the concert that I went to like two weeks prior <laughs> to Mambi on the beach. And this person I had been, I've been on and off listening to for freaking years. Don't know why. I mean, I do know why. The music's good. And the first reason why I started listening to them is because I thought they were hot. Um, but then I listened to the music, which and then it became really good. I've seen Taylor Swift in concert twice. Twice. And before anyone asks, yes, I am perfectly secure in my manhood to admit that. Oh, oh for uh, yeah, good for you because shout out shout out to my, shout out to my best friend, uh, one of my best friends in Illinois, Kiernan. Uh shout out to both her and her boyfriend Will. They're my uh, they're probably one of my favorite couples right now. But yeah, I went uh both both concerts I went to with uh, with her, she is a Taylor Swift stan. Like my God, she loves her some Tay Tay. Um, but I can't believe I said that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've been to a Taylor Swift concert too when she was country, but still, like, okay. I, she's still enjoy. Like I still like her new music. It's not it's not as good as her country music, but it's still enjoyable. I say that, and I'm like, oh, wow, okay, I'm secure in it. And there's going to be the, the one or two people that I was like, oh, my, that I end up bumping into or on Twitter or something, and they're going to be like, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, why did you see? I was like, eh, I can explain. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it wasn't fully my idea. <laughs> both times I was invited, and both times I was just like, yep, let's go. Yeah, why not? No, I, I, I listened to the music. Uh, both both Taylor Swift concerts that I've been to were were like her pop stuff. So I went to the 1989 one, and then this year I was at Reputation. <clears throat> and you best believe. Oh, and I will say that I had that I like had like one or two drinks at this one because I because I mean the last Taylor Swift one I think I was like 18 or 19. This one I was this one I was obviously 22. Had a couple of drinks. My tipsy ass is probably never sang a Taylor Swift song harder than I ever sang. Look what you made me do. Oh, did it have to be that one? <laughs> it, it it didn't have to be, but I liked that one. That's fair. My whole thing on recent Taylor Swift is that her verses are very good and her beats are very good, but her choruses kill the songs. I can kind of see that. Yeah. Just do not say that to Kiernan. <laughs> Matt and Ryan, cut that out. <laughs> yeah, Matt and Ryan. <laughs> There's the regular cut, and then there's the Kieran edition of it. Um, if we're going playlist, though, yeah. I, I have to say I have a pretty strong pregame playlist. Like, 
It's got a very agree. good mix of like current rap and current pop and like 2000s rap and pop and then like yeah. some throwbacks. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I'd say my, you know, that playlist is probably up like 89 on the rating. <laughs> well, okay. What about style? Just like when you're actually trying, not like, not when you like roll out of it as like, oh, screw it. I'm just going to wear a sweats. Like, at, like when you actually decided to put at least like 75%, what would the rating be? Considering all of my shirts that I own are graphic t-shirts. <laughs> Except for one button down like nice shirt and a couple polos. Um, I think I look pretty good. <laughs> Personally, I would rank myself, you know, my style. I, Because I, 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 I like to match too. It, no one can see me right now, but I'm wearing my Johnny Manziel orange t-shirt with some orange Nike Elite socks. Like I like to match my outfits, you know, some Adidas uh, joggers. I think I look pretty I, – I would rank myself probably like 80, 85, but I think the graphic tees and the uh, – and the consistent joggers slash sweatpants probably bring me back down. People, I, I think people would rank me 71, 72. Um, okay, if we're talking style, are we talking like when I have to get dressed up for camera or just like every day if I put Ooh. effort into it? Yeah, go every day. Because okay, I've seen you on camera. You look pretty stylish every day. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I'm going by every day when I like decide to like actually put forth effort, like, effort and not just wear sweats or like yeah like when you were going to manby on the beach right yeah exactly like when i was going when i was at manby or even like when i'm walking around whitewater or something it was like right oh i I decided to figure out what shirt and what pants and when you go out to the bars too yeah yeah even things like that basically when i decided to a not wear sweats and b not just wear the first thing i see right honestly honestly i think i'm at a i think i'm at a 90 I, i would yeah I would give my style because I like to evolve it and like change different things. And I'm like so meticulous with it sometimes. I would give it a damn 90. And then when you throw me on camera, and then when you throw me on camera for like TV and and everything, 99, 99. Sliders up for that one. Like I don't, I don't mess around over that. I'm giving myself a 99 overall when it comes when it comes to my style game in front of a camera. I'm not even going to be shy about it. I'm not even going to beat around the bush about it. You can call me cocky. I don't care. I know I look damn good in front of that camera because it kind of helps with the confidence. I'd have to agree. <laughs> so 99 overall when it comes to, when it comes to style on camera, basic style. Every like if I'm just walking around, hanging out with friends, going to the bars, or when I went to Mambi. Have my Mambi outfit, I'd probably have like a ninety-four. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I put like I was literally debating that damn outfit for a month. I ended up going to the store to buy like three things for it. I had that sucker. I had that sucker ingrained in my head and knew what I wanted. That's awesome. <laughs> like, did I turn up the sliders on that? You damn right I did. I yep, turned up that's the sliders. That's when you go edit superstar <laughs> slider up. Like, I I boosted that sucker. Absolutely. Um, let's do uh, one more attribute, and then we'll get to one last thing. All right. Uh, damn, I don't even know a good attribute then. Unless you think. don't have any. Well, I have one that was recommended oh, to me it. on Twitter. Please, please do it. I told you about this before the show, and uh, my good buddy Josh. Shout oh, out, geez. shout out, Josh Bangus. Um, 
I, I, I put these ratings on Twitter, and Josh <laughs> did not give me any of the other ratings that we suggested. No. My, oh, my God. Josh, Josh's category that he gave me was um, – I, I spoke weekend swear, so this is okay. His category was ass. <laughs> I like how you had to like say it's like we can swear. It's fine. Uh, yeah. He uh he rated my ass. He rated my butt and he gave me a hundred. So boom. And I'd have to agree because it's it's pretty great. <laughs> I'll I'll agree with that. Thanks, Josh. Love you, bud. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, you know what? I have one that we'll close off of. Okay. <clears throat> Facial hair. Ooh. 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 Ooh, okay. Right? Um, I love my facial hair. I like mine too. So I, I would give myself a 78, 79 maybe. Maybe maybe a little like maybe like a low 80. Because like I like mine and it looks really nice, but it's it's low on my cheeks. It's lower towards my chin. I want it to grow yeah. up more. You know what I mean? Fill in more on the top of my face. So if it did that, then it is because it, you know, I got the connector on the the stash to the beard on the side of my right, mouth right. there. It, it's, it, I think it looks great, but I would like it to go up a little more. So, I, you know, I go maybe I've talked myself into it. 82. I think this depends on so many things for me. <laughs> like, I've, obviously, we're talking about it when it's like when it's shaved and it's neat and everything, mm-hmm. you know, because if it's like if it looks like if I don't like don't shave it or anything, I just I just let it go. It freaking gets downgraded to like a 40. Ooh, yikes. But, um, to me personally, uh, like if I just like stop caring, like it, it's not, eh, it, it, eh. It, it gets, it gets scraggly looking. Um, but no, I like my facial hair. I hate when I don't have it. Yeah. Um, me too. <laughs> like I sincerely hate when I don't have it. I would say my facial hair game is 83. All right. 83. I like it. I, I, I don't really have any other reason for for that specific number other than it's a high rating i like it and i don't think it's bad like right now i think 83 83 to 85 is is good somebody wants if somebody's listening to this and wants to tell me otherwise please by all means go ahead you know if they haven't already if they haven't already stopped laughing at the fact that i had admitted to seeing taylor swift twice yeah 83 no reason just 83 (laughs) all right i like it um, all right, one last thing before we wrap up the podcast. Connor, what do you got? One last thing. Let's see. Did anything pop up on uh, on my phone recently? I've been waiting. I've been waiting for trades and everything. Nothing's really happened. Yeah, same. KD um, sounds off on haters. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah, honestly, I don't think – oh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. I found, I found something. Okay. Um – so I guess somebody asked him if if Melo asked Carmelo Anthony if he'd be willing to come off the bench now. <laughs> I saw that, and he basically said, "I still know how to play the game of basketball, so that's not happening." And first of all, I think that just disrespects every great six six man who's ever played the game <laughs> for real, <laughs> or every player who comes off the bench and has a good impact. Like I didn't know being on the bench means you're a dumbass. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Eric Gordon came out and be like, uh, "Hey, I know uh, how to play too." <laughs> right. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> um, and the other thing I have to say is like, I don't even know why the reporter asked him this, and because we all know he's going to start this year in that lineup. 
we all know that that lineup has been perfectly cleared for him to start it. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, however, however, I still hold belief that I think Carmelo Anthony would be much more effective coming in as a sixth man at this point in his career. Yes. But that's just me, and apparently I don't know the game of basketball by Carmelo Anthony standards. It would just so... be better for him because then he, you know, as his game has downgraded, he has now, or he could play against second squads, like backup yep. squads. Like, that's just better for his overall game. I don't know why you wouldn't want to do that. I don't know why you want to play against the starters <laughs> at this point in your career. It doesn't make sense. Hey, man. I don't know. My one last thing for today is Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel got traded um, in the CFL. He was on the Hamilton Tiger Cats, um, but he got traded to the Montreal Alouettes. Alouettes. Thank you. I was going to butcher that. Um which is interesting. He played a couple. He played. He played a handful of snaps uh, for Hamilton in the preseason, and looked pretty promising. Like he, he made some impressive plays. Um, he wasn't playing full time for them yet, and he didn't play any regular season games because he was kind of still learning the rules for CFL. Which, if you don't know the rules for CFL football, go look up like a video or like the rule, just the rules in general. Because they're very different from the NFL, they're very different and very it can't. I can understand of how a quarterback would be confused by it, and needed time to adjust. Um, so yeah, it, it's just it's a little interesting. I think it might put a little bump in uh, comeback season, but I think I think he's still focused. I think he's still in the right mindset that he's he's still ready, willing, and able to uh, keep keep at the comeback and work towards his NFL return which is his ultimate goal. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for the podcast today. Connor, Yeah, take us out. Yeah, I think, I think that's about it as well. Um, I can't wait to, see, to hear all the judgment I'm going to get this weekend. <laughs> I yeah, can't if you wait. disagree or agree with any of our ratings, please let us know. Tweet us or comment on these videos. You can comment on SoundCloud. I am going to get so roasted. I can't wait. Yeah, but anyways... Um, if you want to bear witness to this publicly, if they do do it publicly, if they don't decide to text me, uh, there's one of three ways you get to see a bunch. You get to see public roasting. The first, what the first way, uh, all three of these ways are on Twitter, by the way, um, is the first round KO podcast Twitter account, which is F R K O podcast. Um, at F R K O podcast. Um, obviously follow. Uh, Kyle at Olson two K eighteen, and then there's my my Twitter as well. That is Connor Moore underscore seven. C O N N O R M O O R E underscore symbol Ronaldo's number. <laughs> um, the number seven people. <laughs> but uh, thank you all for listening. Again, make sure you guys give us a star on iTunes. We are on iTunes. It's super sick. Uh, show us some love there. Uh, podcast is, st- is still on SoundCloud. If uh, if you are, aren't a- if you don't have iTunes and you and you're on Android, uh, we're still working on Spotify right now and yep. other uh, and other options. But until then, we are still on SoundCloud and we are definitely on iTunes. So just look us up there at First Round KO as always. And that does it. We will see you guys, or you will hear from, or you guys will hear from us. Month. Uh, the next time we record is Sunday. 
and so, then our next up ep- and then our next episode yeah yeah apart from this episode the next time you guys will hear from us is monday until then have a great weekend everybody and as always stay tuned for the next time when we shock the system since day one ish it's the night I'm on a move with it. They all watching like what he do with it. Look at him.